And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. We got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout. Hello, 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 America. And, uh, hey, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, having a little bit of um, technical difficulty here this morning. And uh, welcome to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh... Hey, and I love Johnny Cash, but um, I, that, that, I, I don't know where that one came from. But <laughs> matter of fact, later on in the program, uh, we, we will go to break with a couple of Johnny Cash songs. But you know, look, the uh, oh, okay, yeah, sounding a whole lot different there now. All right, folks. Uh, anyway, welcome to the program. Our final, our final program live on Saturdays. Okay, to catch the. The Hatchet Man now, you're going to have to catch us uh, weekdays, okay, uh, in the afternoon drive time. Uh, as many of you know, the uh, Michael Savage program is going down from uh, three hours per day uh, nationwide uh, down to one hour per day nationwide. And in the Central Virginia market, uh, the uh, the last two hours of that program, uh, it, it, it he typically goes from three to six. Uh, he'll be now three to four. And the Hatchet Man will be on from 4 to 6 p.m. And that's Eastern Time. Uh, so for all you folks uh, viewing us on the Hatchet Cam all across the nation here, uh, we, we, we will, it's the Eastern Time Zone, okay? So uh, we're looking very much forward to that. As a matter of fact, we've already booked our very first guest, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi. And, uh, you know, Corsi, he's an onion toter, okay? And he's a very good friend of this program, a very, very long-time uh, interview guest. Uh, I, I know it's in double digits. I'm, I'm not sure how many times we've interviewed uh, Dr. Corsi uh, over the uh, 11 years I've been on the air, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, in, in the 9, 10 uh, range. This will be like maybe the 11th time uh, we've been honored and privileged to to have uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi uh, share his his great wisdom and his courage uh, with uh, my audience, the Hatchet Nation. Uh, and so we're really grateful for that. So we'll have him on. He'll be coming on at about 4.30. And so really, really uh, looking forward to that. And he's going after Mueller uh, the way that a, uh, a Christian conservative, Republican, whatever you want to call us, okay, we, we believe in things that are real. We, we are the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic uh, coalition. And see, Dr. Corsi, he acts like it, okay? He acts like it, and I, I act like it, okay? And a lot of these jokers out here, they call themselves Republicans. They call themselves Christians. They call themselves conservatives. They call themselves constitutionalists, okay? They call themselves capitalists. Are they really? Are they really, okay? And so... 
uh, you know, and, and maybe in, in, in certain areas they are. But we have to hit on all eight cylinders if we are going to save this country. This country is going to hell in a handbasket, okay? And what are people doing about it? A lot of whining and a lot of complaining, okay? I tried to tell these knuckleheads during the uh, last, uh, the midterm election that you guys really, you need to go after these people hard, okay? Uh, right, my own congressman, Dave Brett, I was the first, I was the first news analyst in the nation to predict Dave Brett would beat Eric Cantor. Eric Cantor, Eric the Great, you know, was the uh, number, number two Republican in the nation, okay? The number two Republican in the nation. No one thought Dave Brett could beat him. I thought he could beat him. I knew that uh, Cantor was not well-liked and uh, very arrogant, very condescending, kind of a cold fish. You know, I've met him many times. You shake his hand, he's like, you know, the guy barely makes eye contact, you know. And, uh, and but, you know, people just, you know, he's the guy, you know. He controls all the money. He's powerful. And uh, just folks thought nobody could do it. And, uh, you know, I, I knew Dave could do it, and Dave did it. And, uh, but... After being in Congress, it's like, you know, all these these professional advisors, they come up with all this cautious advice. And the most oft-repeated phrase in God's holy word, and that's that's the Bible, okay, for, for those of you who did not get the memo. God's holy word is the Bible, okay? And the, the most oft-repeated phrase is fear not, okay? Fear not. And so you cannot go forward in life being full of fear, okay? And there's, there's really, you boil it down, folks, there's two types of people, the fearful and those that fear only God, okay? If you only fear God, you cannot fear anything else. You can fear no man, no woman, no thing, no organization, no entity, no, n- no reality. No, you, you fear nothing, Nothing. The beginning of wisdom is not the fear of Democrats. The beginning of wisdom is not the fear of Muslim fundamentalists. The the beginning of wisdom is not fear of the media. The beginning of wisdom, my friends, is the fear of God. And if we would merely remember that, then all other fears would melt away. And they, these things, they would no longer be a fear. They would be, they could be a concern. They would be something against which you you plan and you anticipate. Uh, but that's different from fear, okay? These, these Republicans, they are literally, they're full of fear, okay? And the thing that they feared, which was Democrats taking over, Congress, that thing materialized, and it materialized out of their fear, okay? That's what happened. Now, let's just say they had taken the hatchet man's advice to fear God, okay? Fear God. God wants you to protect your children. God, you know, why, why do you think it's written in the Holy Word that you are supposed to teach your children upon your rising and your setting, upon your coming and your going. Folks, that's 24-7. 
That's hitting on all eight cylinders. That's what we have to do. And we've not done that. We put our children on school buses and there's Satan driving the school bus. And then you act surprised when your children grow up and they don't want to hear what you have to say. And so now Republicans are acting surprised. And I'm just sick of hearing it, okay? Now, everywhere you see on uh, so-called conservative media, okay, they're, they're hyperventilating over what the Democrats are doing. What did these people expect Democrats to do? You got this crazy chick out in Arizona. She will not uh, put her hand on a Bible to be sworn in. Well, Brennan didn't do it. Okay? Brennan was the CIA director chosen by Barack Obama. He didn't put his hand on the Bible. Okay, these people, they don't believe in the Bible. They don't believe in God. They believe in themselves. They worship Baal, or Baal, B-A-A-L. In English, we, we, we pronounce it Baal. It's kind of hard to do that, uh-uh, that Baal thing <laughs> with that guttural throat sound. That's a little bit tricky. But this is who these people worship, okay? The, um, I mean, you Google it sometimes. You check out worship of Baal. And, uh, you know, this chick, Kristen Cinema, the senator from Arizona, went up against a woman who was a fighter pilot, okay? And this crazy woman, the first openly bisexual, not that she's the first one. She's the first one who, as a campaigner, didn't mind saying it, okay? Open, open. And what do we now? We act shocked that this open bisexual woman that throws, you know, our sexual uh, mores down the toilet, she won't put her hand on a Bible. You know, the thing might blow up if she put her hand on it. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to take our first break of the day. And uh, look, our last program live on a Saturday, we're going to open the phone lines up early, 804-454-1366, A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions had an echo in so much space. the program america your friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother craig coming back at you live here with a little bit of michael jackson there telling you to take a look at the man in the mirror and that's what we need to do folks look at ourselves okay we collectively i know most of you in my audience uh didn't vote for these knuckleheads but some of you uh didn't vote at all okay and uh some of you uh didn't do all okay and there's so much that we can do uh, you know we can open our mouths certainly we can teach our children okay and it's never too late to you know go back to your children your children might be grown but you know take them to dinner you know 
uh, stealthily try to, uh, you know, bring things up and, you know, figure out where they are uh, at this point in their lives. And, uh, you know, intergenerationally, uh, there's a lot uh, that we are falling short on in the, in this transfer of uh, knowledge and, and wisdom. As I alluded to uh, Deuteronomy, you know, God tells us that we are supposed to upon walking to and fro, upon our rising and upon our setting, we are supposed to, we are commanded by God to teach God's word to our children, okay? And that doesn't stop when they leave the home, okay? You know, they'll they'll have all types of situations and they'll turn to uh, their mother and their father, or they'll turn to some elder and and um, and they'll or they'll turn to some someone that they would deem to have uh, expertise or knowledge or capacity to help give them guidance. And when they do that, that's your opportunity. You know, not to ram it down their throat, but with wisdom and gentleness to, uh, you know, offer instruction and just guide them uh, back to the Lord. And so this is how we save the nation. We don't save the nation by throwing darts at uh, Nancy Pelosi um, or, you know, these people up at the top. You know, there are opportunities all around us that we do have the capacity to do. We don't we don't have the capacity to to affect uh, Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi or Kristen Sinema or the, that crazy chick Ocasio in New York or these two Muslim women. These chicks, I mean, I could just say some things about them, but good God almighty, you know, folks better be glad that the Holy Spirit restrains me sometimes. <laughs> but look, but speaking of intergenerational transfers of wisdom and knowledge, which is something that's uh, supposed to happen. You know, our, our, our last program of the previous year, you know, I did a year-end recap of people that we had lost. And one that I neglected uh, to mention uh, was the the oldest World War II uh, veteran passed away, uh, Richard Overton. And uh, one of my um, Facebook viewers is actually Richard Overton's, uh, I think it was uh, a cousin, and she was so kind enough to prompt me with a Facebook message, and I told her that I would correct that um, today, and I'm doing so now. And and actually, I hope she actually calls in to to share a, a little bit. And again, the number for for her, if she's listening today, or anyone you know anyone out there that would like to call in here on our final live Saturday, uh, you know, next week uh, Monday, uh, we'd be doing four to six p.m. in the in the afternoon drive. And uh, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. But, yeah, uh, Mr. Overton uh, served in World War II. He was the oldest veteran. Uh, he died in Texas, and uh, he was, uh, what, 112 years old. And um, I just say God bless his memory. God bless his family. You know, I'm looking at a picture of him here now at a um, San Antonio Spurs uh, basketball game, yeah, and uh, this this is uh, he he was honored uh, then. Uh, this was uh, in 2017. He was 111 at the time, and they have a picture of him. And um, you know he uh, had pneumonia and and um, you know went on to be with the Lord. So anyway, it's um, our 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 elders are are leaving our World War Two. 
elders are leaving us at a very, very rapid rate. And World War II was the last major crisis era in this nation that we have every four generations uh, from the Revolutionary War, uh, four generations later, the Civil War, four generations later, World War II, the Great Depression, all that. And we, we're right now, we're four generations after World War II. So we're in a, a crisis era, very similar to the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and World War II. And this happens with regularity. And you who are regular listeners to The Really Real Deal, you would know this uh, because I've spoken on this many times and in many speeches and personal appearances. Uh, you know, this is one of the things that I... I speak on this intergenerational um, divide and transfer, uh, you know, transferring wisdom and seeing God gives us the key in his holy word that, you know, we're not supposed to wait every four generations when there's a crisis to be talking about spiritual transfers. It's supposed to be a daily thing. Okay. And see, if you do something daily, then, 365 days a year, you've done it 365 times, okay? And then it gets done every year, every decade. It gets done every generation. And so when the next crisis era comes, you can weather the crisis as a nation. But when we neglect to do these things and these crisis eras pop up, as they will, as throughout human history, they always come, okay? They always come and they always will come. Four generations from now, this nation, if, and look, if we survive this one, okay, and that's an open question, all right? It's not, we're not guaranteed that we're going to survive it just because we always have survived them. But if we survive this one, then four generations from now, our great-great-grandchildren, there will be another crisis era, and they're all marked by the same thing. What you have is you have simultaneously you have financial crisis, moral, spiritual, moral crisis, and military crisis. And this is, again, this is what has marked every crisis era in American history. And now what we know of these crisis eras from being taught, what from being taught in history is the military aspect, the Revolutionary War, power transferred from, from England to America, the Civil War, the uh, the nation was going to break into two, and it got preserved as one, and slavery ended. Okay, World War Two, you know, there was you know this this move of world domination by the Axis powers. The um, and 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 now you, you know you, you you have to look back and see the financial aspects of each one and the spiritual aspects of each one, as well as the military aspects, and so. We're going to take our bottom of the hour news break right now. But on the other side of the break, I'm going to unpack that a little more and uh, share with you all the the markers of the crisis era in the times that we live in. Where are our spiritual and moral crises, our financial crises and our military crises? And if you'd like to call in, the number is 804-454-1366, 804 804- Four five four one three six six.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. Our final live Saturday broadcast, folks. And, uh, hey, would love to hear from you out there. 804-454-1366 is the number. Ooh, boy, I better slow that down uh, down a little bit. 804-454-1366. Okay, that's a little better. Anyway, look, I'm just, I'm excited. Can you tell? We got this new program coming up Monday. And uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi is going to join us again, our very first guest in in this new uh, afternoon, uh, uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, drive time slot. And uh, really looking forward uh, to that. And, um, yeah, we've had Dr. Corsi many times. And, you know, um, now he's not a low-fat Republican. Oh, no. And he's not a a Sunday only Christian. This this man is the really real deal. Uh, he's an onion toter. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, you can trust me on that, folks. I've had him on many times before. Looking very much forward to that. Now, um, what we are talking about uh, today here on our final, and also, you know, before I get back into my subject matter, a big, a huge, huge thank you because this move we're making from uh, Saturday day only to uh, a weekday program it's huge okay the the as many of you know um well they're probably new people so let me go through this again all right i'm founder and president of the first amendment inc okay and uh the first amendment is is that thing in the constitution that uh guarantees that the government will protect the rights that god gave us okay it's not it's not um the founding fathers thinking that they did us a favor all right and so there are three sets of things that you we you and I we're free to do or we're free to not do okay and um you know and the first amendment inc pays for this broadcast we we purchase this airtime uh on saturday and sunday uh, mornings and so now we will we'll, we will be purchasing much more uh, airtime. Okay, and so our expenses are going up. And for the last couple, we've been doing this. This is our eleventh year. We've been doing this a little over ten years. Okay, and so in the last couple of years, we've been blessed to have people begin to uh, donate to the First Amendment Inc. to help defray. Uh, the expense of of bringing the truth out, and we bring truth in the um, in the from the point of view of Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, capitalists. Okay, it's what I call, and I coined this phrase: the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. And it kind of fits in with uh, on my website, the really real deal dot com. It fits in with the seven C's of a successful society, which are Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, confrontation with evil. And these things are the things that are really, really necessary for a society to flourish and prosper. Okay. And to the extent that these things get attacked and compromised, then your society will flourish less 
and prosper less. And this is what we see happening. And this happens every four generations in this nation. These demons, they rise up from the swamp and they attack. And this is nothing new, okay? Nothing new. It's new that Christians get attacked. Jesus Christ was attacked, okay? The disciples were attacked, okay? The early church was attacked. This is new. This is not new, okay? And you got all these people running around acting like this is something new. This is not new, okay? And so we who we who study these things, we know that they're not new, and so we're ready. And I, so I'm ready, okay? And we're so we're taking this program on the road. And so I just want to say thank you to you all who financially supported. I thank you also for your prayers and words of encouragement and support. And, uh, but you know, a special thank you to people that, uh, you know, reach into their pocket, they stroke a check, they go online and, and they donate. Okay. It really, really means a lot because with this expensive move, we could not have done it alone. Now we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back. The number here, Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, I like that song there. That, <laughs> yeah, that's some tough stuff. But, um, hey, our final uh, live Saturday bro- broadcast, uh, folks. And, uh, and again, uh, if you're just joining us Monday, uh, we'll be doing the uh, afternoon drive in the central Virginia uh, market. Okay, uh, looking very much forward to that. But for right now, we are here. You are there. I appreciate you being there. Uh, prior to the last break, I was just sharing a little bit. Uh, and, you know, if if we have new listeners that are unfamiliar with, you know, who is this hatchet man and uh, what's all this the really real deal about and the First Amendment Inc. And, you know, just sharing uh, just to unpack it a little further before I get back to this, the, the issue of uh, where we are as a nation. And, you know, folks, one thing I've tried not to make my uh, radio program all about politics and because I believe Christian faith is the foundation. And, you know, Christian faith preceded the politics, not the other way around. OK, and Christian faith informed the founding of our politics, not the other way around. And so to the extent that we forget that, we make it very, very easy for the enemy to get in. And so, uh, you know, we see people now uh, getting elected and they're being sworn in on the Quran or they're being sworn in on the Constitution uh, and they're not being sworn in on the Bible. Okay. And, you know, and, and historically people are sworn in on the Bible because it was understood that the Constitution was man's feeble attempt to interpret 
the word of God in a way that would be pleasing to God, but with the understanding that it had human limitations, which is why it was created to be amendable. Okay. Now the Bible by contrast is not amendable. We don't amend uh, the Bible. As a matter of fact, it's even written in there as a warning to those that would try to do so uh, that, you know, if you, if you, change these words, then all the plagues therein uh, will be ascribed unto you. And if you detract from these words, then we will detract from you your portion of the, the, the promises herein. And so there's a warning there in, in God's holy word not to do that. And But you can do that with the Constitution, okay? So which one is the superior and which one is the lesser, okay? And so... It's not that uh, this crazy chick, Kristen Cinema, or the wicked, evil uh, John Brennan, it's, it's not that they did not have the right to uh, be sworn into their offices on something other than the Bible. You know, uh, i.e., you know, in the case of both of them, they were sworn in on uh, a copy of the United States Constitution. That's fine and dandy, okay? It's just that. The potential is, and see these people. I would say Brennan more so than Cinema. You know, Cinema is a is a stupid um, symptom of of this problem. Now, Brennan, on the other hand, he's an old head. He's r- really, really wicked, very shrewd, very smart. He knows what he's doing. Okay, and this chick, Cinema, is uh, you know, young person has been taught all this nonsense uh, it, since the uh, the neoliberals have gotten control of the universities. But there are many, many cinemas out there. There are far more Christian cinemas out there than there are John Brennan's, okay? But, but the John Brennan's uh, of the uh, neoliberal left, uh, you know, these are people like George Soros. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's kind of, an open question, kind of up in the air, which side uh, Barack Obama falls on. Is Barack Obama a Brennan or a cinema? Okay. And uh, now for Barack Obama to be kind of like Brennan, and the word I've gotten uh, over the years is that Obama uh, used to be in the CIA as a young man, which is why there's so much confusion over where he was when he was supposed to be in his college classes. And there's so many college classmates of his that never met him, okay, that during that, but that college was a cover. And so, and during that time, he was in the CIA and actually worked for Brennan, okay? So it made sense that once he, once they uh, uh, anointed him president, and make no mistake about it, folks, this guy, he was placed there, okay? It's like you see a turtle on the top of a fence post. He He did not put himself there. Someone had to place the turtle there. So, uh, you know, and I've seen turtles in places where I know someone picked them up and put them there. So the analogy fits. But it's so it's an open question uh, of of Obama. Now, I tend to take the tack that Obama's maybe started as a cinema. But, you know, being that he's no longer in his 30s, he's in his 50s. OK, uh, I would say he's more like a Brennan just because of experience, okay? And see, some people would start out as a cinema, you know, i.e., they've just, uh, all this crap has been dumped into them 
uh, you know, from middle school to high school to college and, you know, and, and they're smelling themselves and they think they have all the answers. OK, but life teaches us. OK, and if a person would just simply, you know, get to a place in their lives where they humbly uh, seek the Lord's favor to give them the type of wisdom that would allow them to see that they've been duped, then the, then these people would make a change. And many, many people, they do change. They, many of them in the political realm, Reagan was a Democrat, became a Republican. You know, he grew in the, in the Christian realm. There are many, many, many Christians that are, you know, formerly led a life that was anti uh, everything Christianity is about, okay? But they came to a place where they humbled themselves and they asked the Lord. And so you get a certain age and you can no longer say, okay, this person is like Christian cinema. You have to say Obama at 57 years old, he's more like Brennan. He he knows what he's doing, okay? And so anyway, we're going to take another quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future's. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. Our final live Saturday. Uh, we will be here next Saturday, though, but it will be a rebroadcast of uh, the best of the week. Our first week starts Monday. And uh, so, you know, I'm not sure right now if we'll just replay the best entire program of the week or maybe we'll do one hour from this one, one hour from that one. But, um, you know, we, there will be a program here uh, next Saturday. It just won't be a live program, okay? But to catch the Hatchet Man live, uh, that'll be uh, starting Monday uh, during the uh, afternoon drive. Uh, it'll be 4 to 6, and uh, looking very much forward to that. Now, I need to close the loop on something I started on, which was that the uh, the First Amendment, Inc. is is my organization, and you know, and the First Amendment Inc. Uh, purchases and pays for these uh, broadcasts, which, uh, of course, those costs are going to go way up. So uh, for those of you who have been donors, thank you. For those of you who would like to become donors, uh, please feel free to go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, we would love to have you stand with me, the hatchet man, as a, a watchman on the wall. And, you know, and if you if you think I am a watchman on the wall, I mean, hey, maybe that might be an open question. Is the hatchet man a watchman on the wall? OK, now I, I kind of think, yeah, for the last 11 years uh, on and that's just on the air being a watchman on the wall. And, uh, you know, people that have known me longer than that, they will tell you, yes, it was good. That joker got a uh, radio show because he talks that stuff all the time. <laughs> but, um, anyway, it's a, and it is good that I have this uh, this radio and, and sort of an outlet to be able to share these things that uh, God has put on my heart uh, to share. 
And now to to close the loop on what I was saying about the First Amendment, that there are three sets of things. See, there's six clauses in the First Amendment, and the devil has got people thinking that there are five clauses. The devil gets into everything. It's just like this chick Christian cinema will not be sworn in on a Bible, just like John Brennan didn't. Okay, now they didn't go as far as the, the Muslims. They want to be sworn in on a Quran, and we're going to unpack these Muslims on the in the next hour. So stick around. But this, uh, you know, this this anti this anti Christian attitude is subtle. Okay, and you 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 read God's holy word right there in Genesis. It says the serpent was the most subtle of the animals, the most, not just subtle, the most subtle, okay? So on the surface, you might say, well, Hatchet Man, what's wrong with them uh, doing that? And then you might say, well, maybe uh, there's nothing wrong, but I'm being a bit long-winded to get to the point of this, so we're going to take another break, and I'm going to unpack it, the First Amendment, and I'm going to unpack the truth of the First Amendment that many people have uh, change subtly changed, particularly what is taught, not what is written. They've changed what is taught to the point where people no longer really understand the First Amendment, just like there are many conservatives that cannot give you a straight answer or a proper answer what a conservative is. Okay, I'll do both on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, hey, welcome back to the program, folks. Really, really appreciate you being there. And I'll tell you, I appreciate you guys over these last 10-plus years of uh, of being there and uh, looking forward to the, uh, the the next move that The Really Real Deal uh, will be making. And uh, which, uh, hey, uh, weekdays, uh, afternoon drive, 4 to 6 uh, p.m. And uh, for those of you in the um, central Virginia, uh, Richmond and surrounding areas, Richmond, the Tri-Cities, Petersburg, Hopewell, um, Colonial Heights, uh, and all the surrounding counties, uh, really all the way down to what, Newport News, Hampton, uh, north to... uh, I think, what, north up to uh, Spotsylvania, west out, uh, not quite to Charlottesville, but west out to uh, Louisa County and uh, south down to the Virginia-North Carolina line. Uh, pretty pretty good-sized signal, okay? And, uh, and then also 92.7. As a matter of fact, if you're kind of south and east, uh, particularly, well, south, south, and let's say south and southeast, uh, and you are listening on 8.20 a.m., try 92.7 FM and uh, and, and, and kind of lock that in um, because uh, in areas in areas south, uh, you get a, a, a much cleaner uh, signal on that FM. And uh, and then in these uh, in these uh, shorter days of the year in the winter, 
uh, when the stations, uh, all the AM stations power down uh, when the sun goes down. Uh, not so with FM. Uh, so the, you get that clean signal uh, 24 hours a day. Okay, so just try that, and um, I'd appreciate a little feedback. Uh, you know, let us know how that uh, works out for you, 804-454-1366. Now, I want to unpack a little bit what I was sharing on the other side of the break. Uh, uh, just as a recap, I basically was just uh, sharing a little bit of the um, First Amendment to the Constitution that, you know, it's so unfortunate, uh, you know, when we fail to teach, it's it's really – it's catastrophic what can happen when you fail to do what God's holy word uh, instructs us to do. Uh, well, in all things, really, it, it's catastrophic, but in particular in regards to teaching the next generation. Okay. And so, you know, we talked a little earlier about, you know, generational issues and, you know, the, the elders that we're losing, uh, the, the nation's oldest World War II veteran, Richard Overton, passed last um, last year. And, uh, and, and that generation is leaving, and there's all this angst in the nation about, oh, these millennials. And, you know, it's just like they used to say, oh, these baby boomers. And, you know, and, and Lord help my generation because they will say, oh, these Gen Xers, you know, they have spiked hair and purple hair and 50 tattoos. All oh, these Gen Xers. And, you know, it's, folks, it's <laughs> where, where to begin, right? <laughs> I mean, I know that, that there are some generations, you know, baby boomer generation that that sort of is a, a climax of, um, attacking the order, and then my generation, which follows the baby boomers, the Generation X, that's sort of a climax of, uh, you know, wielding the final blow, but it's only to an order that has been built up for the previous four generations. Then the millennial generation, you know, and again, these are generations that just, they repeat themselves. So we call it the millennials, but... When uh, people like, uh, say, uh, Richard Overton, who just passed, okay, or people like my grandmother, who's 99 and, you know, uh, looking forward to her 100th birthday uh, later this year. So for people of their generation or some of, some of my elders that taught me, you know, that, uh, that are there in their 90s, all right, for, for these people, the millennial generation is sort of a repeat of the uh, GI generation, okay? And so what we have to do is we have to listen to the God of Word when it tells us to teach these uh, young people because to the extent that we do, then they will reflect our values. To the extent that we do not do this, then they will reflect the values of the enemy. And mind you, the enemy is very, very active, but they really don't have to be active, okay? Think about this. You have a garden, and every year you, 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 you dig the soil, you, 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 uh, you pull out the weeds, you put in the fungicide, you get all the bad stuff out, and then, you, then you put in some lime and some fertilizer, and then you put either seeds or plants that you prefer, okay? And if the, a weed pops up, you pull that weed. Okay, and so you get the garden that you desire based on the effort that you put in, the planning, 
the, you know, the logically planning it out and then executing that plan. Okay. Now, say one spring you uh, break a leg or you get sick and you, you say, well, no, I'm just not going to do the garden this year. I'll do the garden next year. And, you know, it's going to be three or four months recovery time. You know, we, we don't need to do the garden this year. Will the ground of your garden, will it be bare that year? Obviously, it will not. Weeds will grow. Okay? Who planted the weeds? You, you didn't plant the weeds. You didn't logically plan it out. So, well, I think I'll have some chickweed over here, and I'll have some sticker weed over there, or, and I'll have some, some crabgrass over here, and then I think I'll have a row of nice dandelions right down here. No, you don't. You don't. The negative, you don't have to logically plan it out. The negative just happens. It's the good that you have to logically plan out, okay? And you have to fight the negative and plan the good and then execute the plan. This, that, and that's life. That's life, okay? And a failure to do that produces bad results, okay? And the bad results, they don't need a plan, okay? But now... What if you had a real, real bad enemy that knows that you're highly allergic, like most people are, to poison ivy? And they come, so I think I'm going to plant some poison ivy over in the hatchet man's garden. So when he's out there, he'll, he'll, he'll break out, okay? And so this is, you know, now poison ivy is all over the place. You don't have to plant it. The birds will eat the berries and the, they poop the seeds out, and then it just grows everywhere, okay? Because when you leave poison ivy, un, when, you, when you fail to attack poison ivy and you allow it to get big, it produces a berry. The birds like the taste of the berry, and so this is how it propagates itself, Okay. And so it's the same thing throughout our society when we fail to attack things because, oh, well, you're a Christian, so you're short-sighted and you're narrow-minded and you, you hate everything that's not Christian. And so Christians just back up and they cease to go on the attack, okay? Well, what if they come to your house and they say, well, aren't you being mean? You're not being inclusive. That poison ivy just wants to live, well, you need to leave that poison ivy alone. Well, I'm in favor of plant equality, okay? The chickweed, the, um, the, the, the dandelion, you know, all the, the crabgrass. I'm in favor of plant equality, and I demand that you cease and desist killing those innocent poison ivy plants. They're not bothering anyone. Well, then, when you cease and desist as demanded, they propagate themselves, and all of a sudden, they don't, you know, no one has to do anything. It just happens, okay? Same same thing, folks. Word of God says, upon your rising and your setting, in your walking to and your coming fro. I mean, it just, you are to teach these things. And so, to the extent that we don't do this, then the millennial generation, which has many, many wonderful members, you know, most of the military, they're millennials, Many, many police officers, they're millennials. You can't say all millennials just because Kristen Cinema is a millennial, just because Ocasio is a millennial. So when you attack millennials because some of the loud millennials are crazy or wicked, you're attacking s soldiers. You're attacking nurses. You know, you're attacking all kinds of people. You know, I've produced two 
very, very fine millennials, my son and my daughter. Okay. So, but anyway, we're going to take a quick break. I'm being a little long winded again here. And uh, look, when we, I'm going to get back on it on the other side of the break, folks. to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, now to get right back to what I was sharing um, about the uh, intergenerational dynamics and how we we have to be cautious uh, what we critique or actually I would say more so how we critique. We want to... Um, I guess you want to have a, a some sort of a foundation of knowledge, not that, you know, everyone who offers a critique has to be the world's greatest expert. I mean, if, if that were the standard, no one would critique anything. OK, you know, other than other than Satan, you know, the de- the demonic people, they don't need uh, expertise uh, because they're not offering a critique uh, the way that I, I offer a critique, which is a, a desire to help, okay, they offer a, a uh, it's more of a criticism as a desire to tear down and replace, really to replace God with themselves, okay, and uh, because that's Satan's ultimate goal, you know, he got kicked out of heaven, Lucifer, the fallen, uh, the fallen angel, angel of light, uh, Lucifer, and uh, one of the godfathers of the neo-left uh, Democrats, uh, is Saul Alinsky, who in the acknowledgement page on his uh, famous book, Rules for Radicals, uh, gave an acknowledgement to the very first uh, radical, which was Lucifer, who who gained his own kingdom, he, he writes. Okay? And um, it wasn't that he dedicated, often I hear people say, oh, well, he dedicated the book to Lucifer. Uh, no, he did not. Uh, he On the acknowledgement page, he wrote, and so, and again, we want to be precise. You know, I'm, I'm a wordsmith. I do this professionally, it, you know, so I'm, I try to be precise and I try to be fair. You know, even though I know the enemy is, they're never going to be fair. Okay, but we it, it's incumbent upon us as uh, first and foremost as a Christian. Okay, and and then secondly as a member of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic uh, coalition. Or as or as a radio host, if you will, uh, you know, we would have to. And, and, and mind you, when I say as a Christian, I don't mean the way most of us are taught as Christians. See, as Christians, we're taught to be nice. OK, and I, I don't, you know, you know, in the hierarchy of, of qualities, uh, being nice in my book, being nice doesn't even make the top 10. OK, I don't care. You know, I want to be fair. OK, I want to be accurate. I want to be persistent. You know, I want to be aggressive. You know, I want to be uh, pl- pleasing to to God. I want to be within the will of God. Okay. Now, if I can do that and be nice, fine. Okay. 
But if I if 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 to do that means you know for a while I'm gonna not be nice, then guess what? The hatchet man's not gonna be nice, okay? Because God's holy word is full of instances. You know, when Jesus was kicking over the table of the money changers, at that moment he was not being nice, okay? Now, when the woman they wanted to stone the woman, and he said, well. You know, he wrote something down in the sand, and, you know, all of the people that wanted to stone her, they saw what he wrote, okay? The Bible does not say what he wrote, but they saw what he wrote, okay? And and then he said, he who is without, the first, without sin cast the first stone, and everyone dropped their stone, and then he told the woman, go, and sin no more, okay? So... He's being nice, okay? So you have both sides, okay? You have both sides. And so this notion that we have to 24-7 be nice, that's just the teachings of the devil infiltrating the church, okay? And we have to take back control of these things, okay? But to to recap, all right, the uh, the First Amendment, which, you know, I'm president of the First Amendment, Inc., these, these uh, six clauses, which they've been contracted to five because, again, everything the devil gets into, they change it. They get into churches. They've, they've ruined entire church denominations, okay? You have homosexual um, bishops, okay, folks running around talking about we're going to take the cross down off the wall because a Muslim might walk up in here and get offended. And this is a person in charge of a church, okay? It's ridiculous, okay? And I'm supposed to be nice, I mean, give me a break. Give me a break, okay? Reverend Chickenfoot won't do it. I'll do it, okay? And so, you know, and and to the extent that Reverend Chickenfoot wants to keep preaching to be nice, my prayer is that someone in Reverend Chickenfoot's church will stand up and, you know, will first go to Reverend Chickenfoot privately. That's that's what a good Christian does. You go to them privately and 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 you inform them. And if they still won't listen and you've, find a brother or a sister that's like-minded, and then you go with two or three. And then if they still won't, then you bring them before the congregation. That's the proper order. But these things have to be done, folks, because you look at our Constitution, you got folks going to swear into office on the Constitution and not the Bible. And they've already, they've perverted the Constitution. They disobey the Constitution. Um, Justice Chief Justice Roberts violated the Constitution to put in the Obama scam health law, okay? Did it purposely, and everyone that's of knowledge knows about it. A first-year law school student will, or shucks, a 10th grade civics student would know that uh, Chief Justice Roberts violated the Constitution and did one single lawmaker put him up for on charges of impeachment? No. But they're talking about impeaching Trump over nothing. And here you have a man worthy of impeachment, Obama was worthy of impeachment, violated the Constitution. Chief Justice Roberts worthy, violated the Constitution. Silence, like crickets, okay? And so what is it about the First Amendment that that was so important to the enemy that they wanted to change it, okay? Which is the, the part about faith, okay? There's two faith clauses in there, the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause, all right? And that what they did was they... They teach now that there are five, as a matter of fact, your average pocket constitution will say the five freedoms of the First Amendment. And there are six people. There are six. So you have people uh, handing out, they will print 
and they would distribute I won't won't say phony, but in a sense phony. They will distribute constitutions that pervert the meaning of the First Amendment. Okay, and so when you when you combine the 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 free exercise clause with the establishment clause, and you give it the color of the negative. See, the establishment clause merely says the government cannot establish cannot establish a national church. That's all it says, okay? It's not anti-religion as as they teach. But the free exercise clause, which is right beside it, says you're free as an individual to exercise your faith. They get rid of that one and they commerge the two together and they call it, for shorthand, the establishment clause, which that's all people talk about in the First Amendment is, oh, separation of church and state. There is no such thing. There's no such thing. But Anyway, we're up against <laughs> up against another break uh, here real quick. So we're going to take that break, and we'll come back with our final 30 minutes of today's program. Welcome back to the program. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, yeah, I want to just kind of wrap that thing up there we were talking about prior to the break there, the First Amendment, that uh, the uh, the devil gets into the middle of everything. Uh, you know, everything good, these folks, uh, they get into it and they ruin it. And then we wonder how did God get kicked out of school? Well, the first thing they did was they kicked God out of the Constitution, Okay by merging the first two clauses in the first amendment to re, to 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 de-emphasize that portion which uh states uh that we have the right to freely exercise uh our religious faith and to put extra emphasis on uh the uh and and to misinterpret in the teaching that they didn't change the text it's there if you read it it's just like your bible you read your bible uh, read it for yourself, not the interpretation from someone else. Okay, so same thing with the First Amendment. Read it for yourself, not the interpretation from someone else. Even me. Okay, read it for yourself. Okay, and if you don't have a a copy of the Constitution, uh, I have plenty. I have boxes of copies of the Constitution. Okay, just read it for yourself. All right, and uh, and the same thing with your Bible. That's the whole thing with the the uh, the Re- Reformation. Uh, movement uh, that went against the Catholic Church where the the priest was the interpreter and people did not have the ability to read the the Holy Word for themselves. And so as a result, they did not even have a concept of having a personal relationship with God, okay? It was just, you know, you were just a part of a great big club with a bunch of people at the top that just they sucked money out of you and promised you 
you know, indulgences, just all types of uh, wickedness, okay? And so it's nothing like going to the source, okay? This is what we do here on The Really Real Deal, all right? We go to the source of just about anything, okay? The source of faith, the source of our our beliefs, the source of our Constitution. And, you know, uh, people will try to say, well, they, they want to de-emphasize uh, God and just uh, put more emphasis on government and seeing it's God that ordained government, all right? And uh, I have here uh, the biblical concept of covenants, all right? Uh, and just to share a little bit of this with you uh, really, really uh, quickly, the uh, the pilgrims, you know, they uh, did the Mayflower Compact in 1620, which was done, quote, unquote, in the name of God, okay? Uh, they further declared it was for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith, as they formed a civil body politic. So you can't just skip over that and go to the civil body politic and forget about the purpose of it, okay? And now after that compact, there were hundreds of Bible-inspired covenants all over the country, okay? And these various covenants from 1620 forward led to the adoption of the United States Constitution in 1787, folks, that's 167 years, okay? One of those covenants was the Fundamental Orders of Connecticut, which was done 19 years after the um, the Mayflower uh, Compact, all right? And they, they said they started their colony for the liberty and purity of the gospel of our Lord Jesus, okay? And so this is why Connecticut calls itself the Constitution State, and so... The Constitution comes from the Bible, okay? And so you got people trying to start a movement, and you you mark my words. There are going to be other, particularly Democrats, and it, it might be uh, one or two silly, low-fat Republicans are going to try to imitate them. They think they get brownie points uh, if they imitate uh, Democrats or they uh, uh, grant them unfairly uh, the, uh, the false premise that they may be mistaken but that their intentions are, are pure or righteous or well-meaning. And there's nothing could be further from the truth. Their intentions are to weaken everything about our nation, to weaken the family, to weaken our faith in God, to weaken our churches, to weaken our institutions, so that they can then take them over like they've taken over uh, so much of the top military, like they've taken over the FBI, like they've taken over all the government. And and now they've taken over Congress. And Republicans, they want to act surprised. Oh, Nancy Pelosi and the crazy Democrats. Oh, and it's on and on and on about how wicked these people are. Although they won't call them wicked, I call them wicked. Anyway, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. Unfolds, challenge what the future's. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. Welcome back to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And, uh, you know, one more little real before we got a couple of callers. Hold tight. We're going to get right to you. But 
One more, a, a new business venture I want to share with you that your friendly neighborhood hatchet man is doing is uh, we are buying and selling homes uh, and look, looking for homes that are in need of rehabilitation, okay, or a home that you need a quick sale on, or maybe uh, you have a rental unit and you're having trouble uh, with your tenants. But if you need a quick sale, hey, uh, sell that property, or even if you have like a, a vacant lot next to your house and you want to generate some quick income, uh, call your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, or shoot me an email, Craig at the First Amendment Inc. dot com. Craig at the First Amendment Inc. dot com. And our first project is almost ready for resale. Okay, so if you're looking for a very very nice uh, three bedroom, one bath, and folks, it's a luxury bath. Okay, we put a job on it. Everything about the house is is practically uh, brand new. It is seven minutes from downtown Richmond. Seven minutes from downtown Richmond. Beautiful, beautifully renovated home. So if you're in the market for a new home for the new year, uh, reach out to the Hatchet Man. And uh, and we're looking for uh, more homes uh, to purchase, uh, to rehab, and to resell. So uh, that's uh, something we'll be doing in the new year. Now, we're going to quickly go to the phone lines, and we're going to say welcome to... Uh, I believe we have Joe up first. Yeah, good morning, Brother Craig, and Happy New Year. Oh, good morning. New Year blessings to you, too, brother. What's on your mind? I am returning the call. I am now officially retired, and we had talked earlier, but right before the end of the year, about the military and the power structure. Oh, cool, cool. And, um, yeah, yeah. Now, Joe, that is a conversation that I should probably interview you. Okay, and so what? What I'm going to want to do is uh, because in in this new format, our segments are so short. <laughs> like right, I have a a short segment now, and another caller on the line, and we will be going uh, in the drive time uh, Monday, uh, uh, four to six p.m. Much larger audience, uh, the afternoon drive. And now, would you would you be uh, uh, amenable to doing that? Sure, absolutely. Okay, great. We'll do this. Uh, give uh, our um, board operator, Henry, your contact information, and you and I will discuss this off air, and then we'll plan a time uh, uh, during one of the afternoons next week when I can have you on and give you an entire segment. Sounds good. Because I remember good. you, and and what you had to say was worthy of an entire segment, believe me. Sounds good, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Don't hang up now. Okay. Uh, I'm standing by. All right. All right. And now we're going to welcome uh, Mary calling in from Williamsburg. Mary, New Year blessings to you. Why, thank you, Brother Craig, and Happy New Year to you and all the listeners, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So what's on your mind today? Well, I wanted to congratulate you on your move to drive time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and thank you, too. And you know, people like you help enable us to be able to do uh, what we're doing because it's really it's a labor of love and it's the Lord's work and it's it's not easy and I could not do it alone. So thank you. You're welcome. You know, I'm not happy that Savage is leaving. 
But I couldn't think of a better person to fill that spot. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Yeah, Savage, he hits it hard, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, okay. We need, we need his voice, too. But I have a request for the new year. Yes. I would like to see you talk more about school choice and oh. explain to people what it is and how it works. Oh, you yeah. Surprise! how many people I talk to that have never even heard of the concept. Oh, wow. Well, see, I, now, I am the school choice advocate at the Virginia Christian Alliance. You probably knew that, but many of the audience, perhaps they don't know that. And we have an initiative. You know, I, I want to be known as the guy that got the Virginia Constitution amended. You know, um, the, a, a good friend of mine, we, we lost uh, of, of two or three years ago. Uh, he was the driving force behind getting the Constitution amended uh, as as regards property rights. And the Virginia Constitution is one of the oldest in the world. And so to get the Virginia Constitution amended is no, that's no mean feat, okay? Uh, and particularly in the current environment where the margins in the House of Representatives are so narrow and Republicans are full of fear when they have a big cushion, now, with it being so close, you know those jokers are full of fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but the, to get true school choice would take uh, a constitutional amendment, and which is a process that has to occur uh, over time with an intervening election in between. And that, and then that is so that if you support it and if the public doesn't like you supporting it, the public has a chance to vote you out, okay? Or if you oppose, which is what would probably happen with Republicans, the Democrats are going to oppose this, okay? So it, the, 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 the pressure falls on the Republicans, okay? So if they oppose this move, then there's an election. And so in the event that they oppose it, the people that vote for them have an opportunity to kick them out. Uh, as well. And so we want universal school choice so that every every parent has the option to do what uh, parents that have the financial wherewithal currently have. And which is there's nothing wrong with that, Mary. If you if you're financially blessed, then I say that's a blessing. OK, but there are many people that are not financially blessed and they feel trapped that they have to send their child to a government run school and so we want to end that, and we want to end this silliness of Republicans acting like they're doing somebody a favor because if you if your school is a failure or if you were like in the poverty line, we'll give you a vouch a voucher. You know, I want that voucher for everyone. Okay, and if you like your school, send your child to the school they currently go to. Problem solved. Yeah, because there's another issue at stake here. It's not only schools that are failing. It's schools that are indoctrinating your children. True, true. And now let's, uh, but look, I'm up against a hard break. My breaks are, are hard now. So, but I appreciate you, Mary. Thank you so much. And God bless you. You too. All Bye right. Bye bye. All right, folks. We're going to take our final break of the day. The number, if you'd like to call, 804 454 1366. 804 454 1366. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Our final uh, three minutes of the day's program. And, uh, hey, our final live Saturday. Uh, hey, Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. will be the big move, uh, replacing uh, the Michael Savage show in the Central Virginia uh, market, hopefully the first of many. And, uh, hey, uh, again, uh, to recap the program we've had today, and I think we've had a, a fantastic uh, program that, you know, Republicans are, are going ape crazy uh, over whining about all of the things, the wicked, evil things that Democrats are doing. But they don't call it wicked and evil. They act like it's business as usual, as though the only thing that's happened is that someone's going to change the color of the carpet and to change the curtains. Now, these things matter, folks. These things matter. These Democrats uh, they want to change the rules for the next presidential election uh, with a backdoor abolishment of the Electoral College. They're protecting the criminal uh, Mueller. They're protecting illegal aliens. They protected Hillary. They protected Obama. They will not protect uh, a, a Muslim that wants to help our soldiers overseas. They will not protect a Muslim girl that does not want to have acid thrown in her face, but they will protect this Muslim woman that's cursing about uh, impeaching uh, the president and calls them vile, wicked names. And they're supposed to be so holy. Okay. And, uh, but anyway, we have one final caller on the program today and it's gotta be quick. You're on live. This is Edison. Edison, you got to make it quick, brother. You're on live. Okay, all I want to say is something real quick is, you know, we had polio, tuberculosis, scarlet fever, crime criminals, uh, all kinds of evil and stuff coming across the border. And the only way to stop that is with a wall. Amen. God bless America and God bless you, Hatchet Man. Thank you, Edison. Yeah, and you know, another thing about walls, folks, not only does the Vatican have a big wall around it and this joker of a pope, uh, acts like we're being evil with our wall. Heaven has a wall. And heaven not only has a wall, heaven has a very strict immigration policy. No, any and everybody is not going to get into heaven. But hell, on the other hand, hell has no wall. And everybody's welcome. And uh, with that, folks, um, we are, well, no, we got we got another minute here. But Anyway, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you again to all of you who have helped us with this move uh, to the uh, drive time. It's a big, heavy lift to purchase uh, so much more airtime than we have currently been purchasing uh, on the weekends only. So and if you'd like to be a help in this regard, go to our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, dot com. We greatly uh, appreciate your your prayer support, your caller support, your encouragement, and especially your donator uh, support. Uh, freedom is not free, and uh, and so just thank you again, and God bless you. And uh, last thing I want to say uh, on a live Saturday is that the Lord would bless each and every one of you and keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, and that the countenance of the Lord would be lifted up upon you and that the Lord would give you peace.